Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, it's another episode of The Roman Show for the week of August 28th. 2017. This week we welcome across the Atlantic vocalist Jay Martinez. We talk about the band's latest album, Playing for Keeps, which comes out this Friday, September 1st. This plus much more on The Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, surgeon, go. Lido, GNC, we're going. Down the go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. George Alonzo is on vacation. Uh, before we get started here, just want to send our, uh, our prayers to the victims. Uh, Houston, Texas has been impacted by this massive hurricane, this killer hurricane that has left flooding just a You can see the images on television or uh, on social media or on the internet, how impactful those images are. Uh, you see senior citizens uh, in, in, in a home and uh, just flooded, flooded. You got four feet of, of, of rain, just amazing things. Uh, Unbelievable, unbelievable. Regardless to say, you know, if you have an opportunity, please donate uh, for the hurricane relief. The website to visit is ghcf.org um, slash hurricane hyphen relief slash. Again, that's ghcf.org slash hurricane hyphen relief slash. And again, all proceeds go to the Hurricane Harvey victims. Our prayers go out to those in Houston, Texas. Beautiful city, beautiful town, beautiful people. And uh, all of us, you know, we need to come together to help out these folks. In fact, it's, it's put it this way, it even impacted Booker T, professional wrestler who commentates on Monday Night Raw. He couldn't leave Houston, Texas. He's from that area. We've had him here on the program a couple of times. And he was unable to fly. Uh, to Memphis, Tennessee, where Monday Night Raw took place, so Jerry the King Lawler has to step in. So this affecting everyone, but most importantly, we want to make sure that all those folks out there being impacted are safe and sound. I understand there's the, the amount of loss of homes. You've seen the images, just the, the, the cars submerged in water. You, you look at an expressway, at a freeway, flooded, it, it looks like an ocean, like a lake, and um, these people need our help now, so please, anything you can do, ghcf.org slash hurricane hyphen relief slash. All right, guys, we're going to get things started here with Reality Check and speak some pro wrestling. And now. It's time to give you a reality check. Reality check. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, send a little reminder there that on September 9th in Coral Springs, you will have the FEW show. Badass Bailey Gunn will be uh, in action on that night. And then, not too far from that area, also in Coral Springs, you have CCW holding a great event uh, that will feature a steel cage. Hurricane Helms will also be part of that show. So that is on September 9th. Make sure you put it on your calendar and take advantage and enjoy those wonderful shows in Coral Springs. You can visit the RomanShow.com or our social media account. That's Facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media to find out more information on these great events. Well, the big story right now happened in Mexico. Sexy Star, who was part of the Lucha Underground, was wrestling Rosemary. And that was part of GFW. And in this match, there was an armbar coming from Sexy Star on Rosemary. Now, the match itself wasn't controversial. It was the ending. Soon after the match, Sexy Star claimed that this was all part of the work. It was all part of the plan. However, that all changed when Rosemary came out and said that was not a, that was not part of the plan. Sexy Star basically shot at Rosemary, and she held her in an armbar. Which really hurt her, you know. It, it popped out her arm allegedly, according to the sources. Um, and if you look at the video, it's really hard to tell. If you take a look at it, it's really hard to to determine whether it was a work or it was a shoot. We really don't know. I don't know. No, nobody knows. However, if it was a shoot, now a lot of the promoters and professional wrestlers have backed up Rosemary. And said that wrestlers won't participate or, or promoters won't book Sexy Star because of her recent incident in Mexico by injuring Rosemary. Now, again, we don't know the exact details. This is going to be something hard to determine you know, because it, it's like a he said, she said. But again, and listen, if, if Rosemary is telling you here that she popped her arm and it wasn't part of the whole storyline, then by God... Sexy Star should be penalized some way or another. And we can see that the wrestling community is coming together. In fact, WrestleCade is no longer featuring Sexy Star. They've already canceled her out. Although she was a, a, going to be a part of it. But because of this incident, the promoters have decided to kick her out of the bill. Now this is something that should not be happening in, in professional wrestling. You know, when you're inside the pro wrestling ring, you trust that the other person is going to take care of you and vice versa. You're literally giving your body, your life to the other person so you can take care of it in return to give a great performance to the public, to the fans. Again, we don't know the exact details. However, if this is really a shot at Sexy Star injuring Rosemary... I know there is no some some sort of um, alliance or association that overlooks pro wrestling, unless you're the WWE. You know they call the shots, but there is no general or, or, or global association in pro wrestling. So it, it's not like one association can remove her license uh, of some sort. So really, it just comes down to the promoters and hiring her. And I think that by coming together as a wrestling community. And not booking Sexy Star is a way of penalizing her until she learns her lesson. 
I'll, I'll put you this much. Rosemar Harris, who fought in the UFC, was notorious. And mind you, this is the UFC. This is mixed martial arts. Was notorious for getting his opponents in submissions and not letting go. Even though the referee stepped in, he would not let go. And there's a, there's a mutual respect in MMA. You know, if the guy's tapping out or the girl's tapping out, you let go. It's just, it's just honor. It's respect. You're not here to kill each other. You're here to compete. And now we go into pro wrestling. Where, as we know, for the most part, everything is scripted. We know the outcome. We know what's going to happen. Or at least the stars know or the professional wrestlers know. So you have to take care of each other. You have to work together. But you're telling me, sexy star, that if indeed you are guilty, and again, I'm not accusing you yet because I don't know the exact details, but if in case this is all true, shame on you, sexy star, for doing this. Because that's just unsportsmanlike and very unprofessional. And what's going to happen is you are not biting the bullet because other ladies or men won't want to work with you anymore. So you just shot yourself in the ass, in other words, sexy star. And you're a great talent. You're absolutely awesome. Can't take nothing away of the, away from nothing from you. You won a championship title in Lucha Underground. Exceptional. Kudos to you. But if you're pulling those type of things, I have to tell you, shame on you and shame on anyone that attempts to do that. Because you guys are professionals. And whether you have heat, whether you don't like each other, when you go inside that squared circle, you have to respect each other. I'm sure everyone listening to this show who's not a professional wrestler, who's just your average Joe that works in an office, you have a boss that you don't like. Or you have a, a, a co-worker that you don't like. Doesn't mean you're going to smack them across with a chair just because you don't like them. You respect each other. You give him his distance and he gives you yours. That's it. We don't know the exact details, but whatever it be, from what we know, if indeed this is, the wrestling community has to come together and has to take a stand because you just broke the cord of honor there, sexy star, if indeed you allegedly did this. Switching gears, Mike Bennett is now in rehab. Uh, he's been clean from prescription drugs. It's, uh, it's been a secret and his wife, Maria Canellis, has been helping him out through this stage that uh, he's been going through a very dark stage part of his life. And, but he's been doing very well. And kudos for Mike Bennett. It's unfortunate because this is a, a guy where in the Indies he was just phenomenal. Um, hasn't been all the best debut in, in, in WWE. He's had his ups and downs. It hasn't, hasn't been impactful. I think that and I think George and I had agreed on this. He should have first arrived to NXT, build his way up, and take it from there. I think just debuting him in SmackDown with, with no indication of who, what, what he is, or what this whole loving thing, it just, it just didn't do it. You know, the fans just couldn't, couldn't, didn't feel any connection to it. So, Mike, get better, and hopefully we can get these guys in NXT, build that character, and bring them onto the main roster. Once again, rebrand them. Because I tell you, both those guys are phenomenal. Maria and Mike, they are great. They did a wonderful, wonderful performance in New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
uh, and Ring of Honor uh, and, and all the other indies. So trust me, these guys are gold. You just They just got to find themselves now that they are in the WWE. They got to see who they are. But don't give up on them, WWE. These guys definitely could deliver uh, a good performances in the future. Speaking of NXT, Asuka has relinquished her title after, well, breaking a streak. She has, she's held the, the, the belt or the most undefeated, the undefeated uh, career. Uh, she had f- 500 wins in a row. She beat Gold, Goldberg's uh, record. And now she has relinquished the belt, the NXT Women's Belt, to pursue other opportunities, meaning she will move up to the main roster. However, she is hurt. I just want you to say that. She is hurt. She did uh, injure herself during the NXT TakeOver uh, Brooklyn pay-per-view. But now we're going to see this lady, this Japanese lady, in the main roster. Now, no exact detail as far as who the next person in NXT or what woman is going to hold the belt. Some say that the winner of the Mae Young Classic will possibly, potentially have the title. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. However... We do know that Asuka's going to jump ship. She's going to go to the main roster. Maybe a spoiler alert here, so if you don't want to hear it, just go ahead, forward it. But allegedly, they are speaking that Asuka continues her undefeated streak or her undefeated uh, record into Monday Night Raw, winning the title, and just continuing on with that undefeated record in WWE. That is apparently what they are shooting for. To keep going with a historic win streak on the main roster. I think it would be great. It's something new to have someone uh, with that record. But let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what Asuka can they do. You know, I, I, I would love to see her against uh, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. Heck, even Bailey. I think they, they well, we, we did see the Bailey and Asuka match. But I think it would be great. You know, and then potentially later... Uh, they could put Charlotte overall or whatnot. Let's see what those two can deliver. So absolutely, yeah. or Mickey James, Mickey James too. I know that they, they battled uh, in NXT. But how great would it be to see Asuka on the main roster? I think she's gonna definitely deliver the new face. She's fierce, absolutely awesome. I can't wait for her to jump ship and get into the main roster, and hopefully they treat her well. All right, coming up next on the Roman Show, we are going to speak to Jay Martinez, the singer. Of across the Atlantic. Now, mind you, this man, I have to tell you, has a wonderful story how this band got together and they got their first record deal. Their their first new album, or their newest album, Works of Progress, is set to drop September 1st. That's right, this Friday. So make sure you pick it up or listen to it on any streaming service such as Spotify or uh, any of the other guys. So go ahead, listen up. To Jay Martinez, how inspirational these guys got together when Jay Martinez... Well, you know, I don't want to ruin it for you. Coming up next, Jay Martinez of Across the Atlantic on The Roman Show to talk about their latest album. Welcome everyone to the Roman Show. Um, well, you gotta check this fun out. If you, if you haven't had so yet, head on over right now to some of the streaming services across the Atlantic. This is the band that's gonna set some heavy waves in, in the world of rock. And right now, it's a great up. It's a great, great pleasure to have Jay of Across the Atlantic on the program. 
right now you can check out their latest single playing for keep streaming on several services such as Spotify but on September next month you'll be able to check out their latest album dropping off on September 1st thanks so much Jay for joining us here on the Roman show yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jay. So let, let's talk about first about the Playing for Keeps. It's just been uh, released. It's been playing all over the streaming services. Uh, a little history uh, about this particular song. How did it come about? What's the inspiration? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Playing for Keeps is the second single off the, the new album. So uh, really kind of the, uh, the background behind this particular song was um, we had previously put out our first album holding on to what we know completely independent mm-hmm. and this was the kind of song that was meant to kind of bridge the gap between that record and, and this record so uh it picks up right where that one left off in terms of like energy and lyrics it's just very very up-tempo very uplifting and, and lyrically it, it talks a lot about the continuation of our journey as a band and just kind of uh maneuvering through the ups and downs of, of what it's like uh being in an independent band and ultimately finding a label and Called the calling uh, the sharp tone home now. So, it, really, that song is uh, kind of just an ode to uh, the journey that we've taken ourselves over the last five years or so. Yeah. Speaking of which, you, you said you, you had your first um, album back in in 2015. This is your second album now, and congratulations there and signing up with the new uh, label that's going to help you set up uh, release this new record. So, what direction did you go with this new album? What can people expect? when it launches and officially drops in September? Yeah, so I think definitely with this new record, as opposed to any of our prior releases on the EP or the, the old album, I think mm-hmm. I think everyone in the band just matured, and mm-hmm. I think just the, the natural progression of our of our lives and of our personal lives, and then just as a, in, in our musicianship too, I think that really comes full circle uh, with this record. I think we really grew into our own shoes, and we found our own lane, and I think, uh, I, I think it's a lot of the great things that people have liked about our stuff independently, but just in a much more uh, mature mature fashion. I think we just we became a lot more confident in ourselves and kind of found our niche and, and where we fit in. So, um, I mean, definitely, definitely just kind of how, how life always changes and, and you work your way through it. I think that that same could be said for this, this album and, and what we've come from then till now. And once again, fans, you can check it out September 1st, Works of Progress. It's going to drop the latest album uh, from across the Atlantic. Now, working together uh, as a band uh, for Works of Progress, how, how different was it compared to the first time around when you guys set out your, your, your first album independently and now you're with a label? So uh, what were the changes there? Was, was it smooth? Were there some challenges along the way compared to the first one? I 
addressed everything in my life that I felt like needed to be addressed. And whether that took us to the next level or not, I mean, my priority was kind of just trying to figure out um, a way to, uh, to to find some sort of comfort or some sort of uh, solitude with the music. And because of that, um, me as a songwriter personally, it gave me like a, a sense of freedom that I never had before. I think we had always, or at least I had always written music with a, with a preconceived notation of kind of writing music to, to try and get noticed, writing music to try and get signed. And that wasn't the agenda for this record for me. And, and because of that, I think it, it just made it that much better. It was a lot more genuine. It was a lot more personal. And it was a lot more free. And I, and I think all three of those things really combined together to, to just give to give us the record that needed to be written and give me the motivation and kind of the the confidence to, to really say, regardless of what anyone thinks of this album, I'm just, I'm going to give it 110%. And uh, I think everybody, everybody else kind of fed off that same freedom. I think everybody really just did it how they wanted to do it this time. And we, we I mean, there was always a pressure of getting signed and kind of breaking through. But I think with this one, I mean, we just really wanted to make an album that was truly for us and the music that we wanted to hear. So we were, uh, I mean, from, from that standpoint, it, it, I think it, it really gave us the freedom to, to do that, and it kind of took, I, I want to say it kind of took some of the pressure off, but really I, I don't think there was any pressure. I, I think we just were so, we were just so ready to release the music and, and continue our journey that whether this took us somewhere or it didn't, I think we just were focused on trying to make the best music possible. Wow. How cool is that? You know, it just goes to show you never quit, never give up. Just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually something will come around if you keep at it. Yeah, it, it, it's actually it's actually a funny story. So like, I, I told you, um, I had that pre that kind of thing in the back of my head where man, I'm, I'm about to finish college. My my student loans are racking up. My my real life is racking up. I'm I'm in a relationship. Like I'm I'm watching everyone around me that I graduated high school with. Uh, go on to start families and have babies and get married and buy houses and I'm, meanwhile like all of my attention all of my money everything that I'm thinking about is just about the band and about investing in an album or investing in merch and that that kind of made me um, second guess what I was doing sometimes it made me kind of question if I was selfish for pursuing my passion over something that was I guess society and society the norm of what people should be doing at my age so because it was in the back of my head I, I, I kind of went down that road of just wanting to make the best album possible. And, and But still, at the same time, I knew that no matter what, um, that, that there still was that realistic chance that this could very well be my last album with the band. And that was something that was that was heavy on me, and it was, it was something that I looked really hard to kind of come to, come to grips with or come to terms with. And really, I, I, it was something that had just been back and forth, the theme for me, writing the album. So, I didn't want to burden any of the guys with that. Like, I didn't want to give them... I, I didn't want to give anybody extra pressure, anxiety going into the studio. So I purposely didn't tell them until everything was written and everything was finished. And I remember, like, two days before we got the offer, everything had been tracked. We had done our, all of our parts. We were still kind of just doing the minor things, the group chants, the mixing, all, all that type of stuff. And I told them, I was like, hey, guys, just, just so you know, like, if this... This, this might be my last go. Like this, this might wow. be my last rodeo. I don't know what's gonna happen from here. And so over the next few days, it was just kind of weird. I mean, people were on pins and needles. This was something that we had all invested in for so long. And two days later, we got the record label offer. Wow. So it was like two days, two days before I told the band I might not be in it. And then two days, 48 hours later, it's like 
well, hey, this might actually go somewhere. <laughs> so it's funny how things work out. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. So that, that definitely changed your mind after that. Wow, that, that's a cool story, and thanks for sharing that. And one thing is that you, you guys are pretty much are very open about the band. Is you released several band documentaries you want to see on social media. So you have that, that, that open window uh, or open door policy with your fans, which is, which is kind of neat with, the, with the, the interaction on social media. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's something that has been always cool to me. I mean, that's kind of what what, what really drew me into music personally was I, I liked it. The, I, I liked, in this particular genre, the authenticity of it and the genuineness of it. And, I mean, I fell in love with this genre of music because of the energy and just because of the emotion. And from, from early on, I felt like I was listening to these songs from these great bands that, that were almost written for me, but they had never met me, so I thought that was crazy. And... To, for, for me as a fan, um, kind of growing up and, and going through that, like I, I knew that the more I could like learn about my heroes or these artists, the, the, the cooler it was for me because it was like these guys aren't just these guys aren't just superheroes; they're people. And I mean, that's something that I could always hope that people would feel the same about us and about me. I mean, I, I try to uh, be as open and as public as I can, and with, with that, there comes anxiety, of course. And, it's, it's very different um, kind of opening yourself up like that but I feel like given the fans that have supported us along the way given the platform that we have I mean I feel like it's necessary to kind of just get everything out there that's good and bad especially now more than ever because I think on social media now these days everything is so airbrushed and everything is so perfected that it's easily just feel like if things aren't going right for you, you you don't belong or you're an outcast or you're weird because everything is so filtered as far as social media and, and kind of what we see and what the typical normal life is. So I think for a kid coming up now, they could kind of get disconnected from that. Well, if things aren't going great, maybe maybe I'm not, I'm not maybe I'm not normal. And for me, I, I mean, I just I like to be as open and as candid as I can because if anybody's having those emotions, I think if if they can learn or gain something from from my downfalls and from my lessons learned in life, then what better gift to give back than that so wow absolutely awesome now the, the band of course is going to release a new album Works of Progress September 1st two two singles are already out as we speak you can check them out on uh, several streaming services such as Spotify and you're going to be in tour in uh, in Germany that month as well yeah yeah no we are very excited about that actually um, one of the one of the particular specific things that kind of drew us to this opportunity with Sharp Tone and Nuclear Blast was the uh, the international infrastructure because uh, I mean we had always envisioned for ourselves not just being a band for America or, or of America but but of everyone around the world and that that really goes hand in hand with what they do I mean um, we spoke well, when when we were in early negotiations with the label we kind of made it apparent to them that I mean that this was one of the things that we really valued and we wanted that to show. So, I mean, the first order of business after getting signed and, and all the paperwork was, okay, let's uh, let, let's let's explore this new this new market and these new bands because I feel like I feel like music is universal and I feel like it moves you in a way that not anything else does in this life. And regardless of, of your walk of life or where you grew up in or what you believe in or your age, I think a good song can can affect you in a way that nothing else can. And for us, I mean. We, we completely wanted to, to live by that and, and kind of represent that with where we're playing and, and who has availability to our music. I think we're, we ourselves are kind of a very diverse band as it is. I, we all come from different ethnicities and backgrounds. And I mean, within of itself, I think this wasn't the intention of the band name Across the Atlantic, but 
when I think of across the Atlantic, that's what I kind of think of is just the diversity and, uh, with, with different people and coming from different cultures and like just sending a message that's not just going to be for a certain type of person or somebody that feels a, a particular type of way. I think it's very important for, for me as a songwriter and for us as musicians to make sure that we are giving giving everybody a chance and everybody something to listen to. So that's something that we've always taken pride in is, is our diversity. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jay, I want to thank you so very much, and thank you for sharing all those stories. Again, I mean, this is a perfect story of, you know, once uh, that thought of, of of just giving up and saying, you know, I'm going to start something else, and then when you least expect it, boom, it wakes yeah. you up. You know, it wakes you up, and and I think that just goes in life with anything. You know, you have this goal, and you're like, ah, I'm about to quit. I'm so tired, and when you least expect it, there it is. Yeah. And I mean that's that's really one of the uh, the strongest themes of the, of the album. It's just kind of motivation and pushing forward. And, and no matter how hard things get or, or what people are telling you from the outside, just stay true to your heart and stay true to what you believe in. And it's it's not easy sometimes. Most of the times it's not. But it just goes to show that the closest you feel that you'll never get there. I mean, you, it might be just around the corner, and that was the case for us. So. If there's anything that, that I can give back, I, I would hope it would just be that and, and kind of giving some people some inspiration and motivation to, to not just settle, to, to chase dreams and to really push themselves to, to go on and do whatever it is that makes them happy in their life. Well, Jay, thank you so very much. Again, September 1st, look out for Works of Progress. It drops. You could also check out the, the, the latest hit, Playing for Keeps, streaming on Spotify and other streaming services. Also follow them on Facebook. They're very... Uh, active there with their documentaries across the Atlantic and check them out in Germany or uh, coming up any any tours yet for the United States that we got coming to promote the new album we're actually yeah we're actually working on something early early winter late fall it hasn't been announced yet but stay tuned I mean we really really want to get back out there in the state so just keep an eye for that yeah Jay well thanks so much across the Atlantic check out the new album drop September 1st works of progress get it before uh, you don't want to be the last person you know you sign up get it earlier you could, you're ready to go and get a little taste. Playing for Keep Streaming yeah. right now on Spotify and yeah, other streaming yeah. services. Have, I, I like to jam. Yeah. I've been jamming yeah. to it while I work out all the time, dude. No lie. <laughs> yeah, so, no, thank you. Thank you. So thanks uh, so much, Jay. No, I, mm-hmm. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to... The Showdown. Well, there you have it. Across the Atlantic, Jay Martin is on The Roman Show. Make sure you listen to the new album, Works of Progress, a follow-up to their previously released album. I've had an opportunity to listen to some of the songs. I tell you, I jam to it while I'm working out, and you'll love it too. Jay Martinez, thanks so much for joining us. And what an inspirational story it was, I have to tell you. A lot of music coming out recently. Even no, nothing more is going to be releasing an album as well later uh, in September. So keep an eye out for that as well. We, Johnny, are a good friend of uh, nothing more. Uh, and keep an eye for a tour. Keep an eye for a tour. They'll be touring and visiting city um, music. All right, let's talk some mixed martial arts. Let's talk some combat sports. The money fight is now over. All the hype, all the talk came to an end this Saturday after Floyd Money Mayweather defeated. The notorious Conor McGregor in the 10th round due to a TKO, a referee stoppage. Listen, I said it here before. Many other experts said it as well. 
the result is exactly what many people thought it was going to be. Floyd Mayweather was going to win, and that's exactly how it happened. Conor McGregor was going to attack, he was going to get tired, Mayweather takes over, and he defeats him. And that's exactly what happened. Even Conor said it himself, listen, I was fatigued. I maybe could have gone two more rounds, but I, I just, he respects the decision. Listen, overall, I think that the fight was pretty much entertaining. But we did learn, did learn one thing, and is that an MMA fighter goes into a boxing ring, it probably won't go his way. And just like we've seen in the MMA, when Jones Tony, James Tony, walked in and fought Randy Couture, it didn't go well for James Tony. So Conor McGregor could be the best in MMA as he claims to be, but he sure as hell can't keep up with the best that boxing has to deliver, which is Floody Money, Money Mayweather. Who retires now 50-0 and has said that this is his absolute last fight. Doesn't, money, doesn't matter how much money the next fight that they're offering is. Doesn't matter who is calling him out. He is done. He is retired. He gave the fans what he wanted. He gave him the Pacquiao fight. He gave him the McGregor fight. It's over. And it's true. You know what? As a fan of boxing, as a fan of combat sports, I respect Floyd Mayweather. He did give the fans what... What he wanted. Sure, I would have loved to see Money Mayweather and Pacquiao say 10 years ago. But hey, whatever. At least we got the fight. It wasn't the most entertaining. We understand that. But hey, at least he gave us the Conor McGregor. He did stop it as he did say that the fight was not going to go the distance. He did keep up to his word as the fight came to an end in the 10th round. But give credit to where credit is due. Conor McGregor stepped in there. He did have heart. He did something that many others, I don't think, could have done. I don't think any MMA fighter would have had all that support going in into a huge mega blockbuster fight as the one that we saw Saturday. We still haven't received the numbers, but I can sure bet on it. This thing broke a lot of records when it comes to money. I think you're saying it was possibly the most potentially streamed fight at all time. They allowed so much money because it was being streamed on Facebook and all these other social media uh, accounts. So, by far, these guys took it. I know De La Oye, Oscar De La Oye is pissed off because his Golden Boy promotion is going to feature Triple G and Canelo Alvarez uh, next month in September. And, of course, all the hype was taken away from the Conor and the, the Mayweather fight. Now, your real, tr real true boxing aficionados are going to stick to watch the Canelo. But I don't think that the, some of the MMA guys are going to make that transition. I don't think so. However, I do think that this was a win-win for boxing. Because those fans that potentially saw boxing but gave up on it because it, they just didn't find it that, that much exciting. And they went and followed mixed martial arts. You know, they came back. They at least came back for one night to see what boxing is all about. And maybe, you know, maybe the undercard, you know, say, hey, boxing still has what it has. It doesn't have the Mike Tysons. It doesn't have the Evander Holyfields. But, hey, it has new breed. It has new blood. Why not give it a chance again? But I'll tell you, boxing came out winning in this money fight. As we, we've seen the numbers, the numbers aren't the same for boxing fights. But for the first time and possibly a very long time since the Pacquiao and the Mayweather fight, 
You know, the fans came out to watch Connor and Mayweather and potentially brought in some new fans. The fans that have not seen a boxing pay-per-view fight because they just love to watch mixed martial arts. Now, Snoop Doggy Dog is making headlines, doesn't he always? After the fight, after Money Mayweather defeated McGregor, he went on social media and started saying very, well, you know, unnecessary comments. He started throwing the N-word, started showing support to Floyd Money Mayweather. So, as you know, he is part of the whole contenders commentating booth. Uh, He teams up with Uriah Faber on UFC Fight Pass. Some fans are calling that for UFC to drop Snoop Doggy Dog. Now, you might not like what I say. But listen, at the end of the day, this is my opinion. You could agree with me or not. I don't agree with Snoop Dogg dropping the end names, the N words. I, I, I'm just not for that. I don't use it myself. I don't know who the heck. I don't even know people that use it, to be honest. And if I do hear him, I always stop them and say, hey, man, don't, don't use that word. Come on. But that is how Snoop Doggy Dog speaks. We can't take that away from him. You take those N-words from Snoop Dogg, you take Snoop Dogg's reputation. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds stupid. But you take all the profanity away from Snoop Doggy Dog, and you have no Snoop Doggy Dog. When you look at the contender, and you listen to him and Uriah Faber, you're not getting nothing analytical here, guys. You're, you're getting some guy, a rapper... Drinking on the job, talking smack with Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber is the one that keeps it as, as professionally and professionally as you could.